Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me tonight. My name is Dr. Roger Welton, the host of Veterinary Advice, Animal News and Views. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Coming to you live from Florida Space Coast, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate you joining us this evening. Um, Just to let you know real quick, this is a call-in live show. I'm here to present you some information and cover some topics, but primarily I love to answer your questions, anything veterinary-related. The number is to, to call in, 1-877-878-1435. Once again, that is 1-877-878-1435. Give me a call and uh, talk to me. I'd love to answer your questions, anything pet-related. Uh, just to uh, let you a uh, quick reminder, our um, YouTube show is on sabbatical for the summer. So we're just doing these live broadcasts right now. We are coming to you via podcast, if you're listening to us through blogtalkradio.com. And we're coming to you via live uh, video streaming. You can actually watch me on the live show uh, if you're watching from blogtv.com. Of course, uh, both of these shows are embedded at my blog at webdvm.blogspot.com. So if you subscribe there, you can always keep up to date on new episodes and supplemental information that I'm gonna that I typically post after each show. Once again, I thank you for joining me tonight, and let's get into the news. Uh, the no callers on the queue just right now. Uh, before I get into the news, though, one last time, I'm gonna give you our call-in number if you want to ask me any questions. One eight seven seven eight seven eight one four three five. One eight seven seven eight seven eight one four three five. Give me a call. As far as our breaking news, um, well, you know, I've covered a lot of the BP oil spill in the last month or so um, when it comes to animals and breaking news and pertinent news. Um, you know, really, there's little out there that actually trumps what's going on with the spill, but there's nothing really new to report, so I'm not going to dwell on that tonight. Um, the oil keeps flowing, it keeps spreading, more animals are dying, more beaches are getting ruined. Um, that's where it stands, so uh, not going to get any further on that because there's, I'm sure you've already heard it. So until that changes, that's going to be my report on the BP oil spill. But what I would like to talk about tonight is there is, ready for this, folks? You know my opinion on this, so um, again, I don't like to say I told you so, but I told you so. There's another raw food recall. Brand Feline's Pride Raw Diet. Uh, is the name of the diet that is being recalled because of salmonella contamination in the raw food. This particular brand of feline raw diet comes in uncoated plastic containers and they're sold frozen and they're there to be frozen when you get them home. And when you're ready to feed them to your cat, you're to open them up, thaw them out, feed them to your cat. Well, um, if you bought one of these uncoated plastic containers, Uncoated means there's no there's no barcode on them. There's not really any sort of way to track them. Um, but the the ones that are contaminated were purchased between, or I'm sorry, were sold between June 10th, 2010, and June 17th, 2010. Throw them away or take them back to wherever you bought them for a refund because there is a chance that they may be contaminated with Salmonella. Those of you unfamiliar with Salmonella, Salmonella is a bacteria that tears up the intestines and GI tract and bowels. Salmonella starts off with causing malabsorptive diarrhea, vomiting, cramping, 
It can lead to severe dehydration and hypovolemic shock. So it is a very serious disease and nothing to take lightly. As you all know, those of you who have been watching me for a while, I am emphatically, wholeheartedly against the feeding of raw meat to animals. The handling of the raw meat, just like it is with people, introduces raw food pathogens to these to these diets. Um, things like E. coli, we just talked about salmonella, campylobacter, all kinds of nasty bugs that love to colonize in raw food. And when you do not cook them and you feed them in the raw state and they're contaminated with these bacteria, they cause big problems, very, very serious problems, problems that I treat all the time. So... Um, again, not a fan. I'm not going to dwell on the I told you so so much, but um, this is now the second recall in less than six months that I have reported on uh, of raw food that has been contaminated and been proven to be making animals sick. Again, that is brand felines pride raw diet sold in uncoated plastic containers between June 10th and June 17th, 2010. If you... Uh, happen to purchase this raw diet um, between those those dates, certainly, as I said, try to get your refund. If they actually do provide a refund, I don't know a lot about the company. Um, certainly don't feed it to your cat, throw it away. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about tonight <clears throat> is there has been a rash of parvo outbreaks. Um, so this, when we talk about parvo, we're pertaining to dogs. Parvo is a, is a virus. Um, and it's one of the diseases that we vaccinate for, a very effective vaccine that came out in the 80s. And we, it's, it's one of the core vaccines that we give in terms of protecting your dog. Um, no matter where you live, whether it's here in Florida or New York or Alaska or Europe, we are giving a parvo vaccine. It is ubiquitous. It is everywhere. Um, and there's been a rash of outbreaks. Uh, that are that are a bit concerning, and I'm going to get a little bit more into that in a little while. But uh, let's just talk about where these outbreaks have taken place. So we're going to go back to April 2010. There was a bad outbreak in Fresno, California. I'm not going to get into the specifics of you know where exactly you know whether it was a shelter, pet store, breeder, or just you know a rash of cases reported because it really doesn't matter. And you know if you're in one of these areas where there's an outbreak, an outbreak is an outbreak. It is spread by a fecal-oral cycle, meaning that contaminated areas or are inhaled or ingested by other animals and, you know, infection ensues. So I'm just going to go over the dates and the places. So April 10th, 2010, we had Fresno, California. We had a significant outbreak. Um, May 2010, Indian River and St. Lucie counties in the state of Florida, my home state, two different counties, separate counties, big outbreaks. June 3rd, 2010, Phoenix, Arizona, June 30th, 2010, Wyoming, Pennsylvania. And the latest one, June 30th, 2010, Orlando, Florida. Not just Orlando, but surrounding communities uh, around Orlando. Um, you would say, I would say the suburbs of Orlando. There are multiple reported outbreaks of parvo. So like, what is parvo and what does it mean? So I just already said it's a virus. It's a viral disease that we vaccinate for. What does it do? Parvo is, um, once it's infected in the host, and again, we're talking canine, what happens is it colonizes in the small intestine. And specifically, it infects these little areas, these little absorptive regions in 
the intestine called crypt cells, or, or I'm sorry, not cells, but crypts. <laughs> We're not getting down to a cellular level just yet, but they're called crypts. They are microscopic. That's why I, I mentioned cellular for a moment. But you can only see them under a microscope. And the purpose of the crypts is absorption of nutrients. And what happens is when the, the, the virus colonizes initially, what happens is malabsorption, and malabsorption results in diarrhea. So the first thing you see with parvo cases is, is, is diarrhea. It's most commonly seen in puppies, but it can affect any dog at any age, um, especially if they're not vaccinated. So we don't take this very lightly. It's a very serious disease. So it starts in the intestines. They get diarrhea. And at some point, that diarrhea just goes from a regular standard run-of-the-mill case of diarrhea to bloody, fetid, fetid, foul, foul smelling diarrhea with, you know, that, that's, you know, riddled with blood and it just, it smells like death. It's, it's horrible. I don't want to get too gross with you on that, but that is the next stage uh, of the parvovirus. And eventually once it really takes hold in the body, what happens is it infects, uh, it gets in the lymphatic system, starts to spread to various uh, organs and where it's really problematic is when it reaches the bone marrow. So inside the bones. Um, the reason that's important is because the bone marrow, a lot of people don't know this, but the bone marrow is where the body makes red blood cells and white blood cells. So red blood cells, the purpose of red blood cells is to pick up oxygen in the lungs, you know, in the bloodstream. There's red blood cells. That's what makes the blood red. They're floating in the, the bloodstream. They pick up oxygen in the lungs, and then they get those oxygenated red blood cells get pumped out to the rest of the body to oxygenate the tissues. So basically, you cannot carry, you cannot pick up oxygen uh, in the lungs and carry them to oxygenate the tissues without red blood cells. And lack of red blood cells, when they get too low, um, is called anemia. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard that term, anemia. And the result of anemia in the early stages is lethargy and weakness and tiredness. Then eventually, though, that can go to full-out hypoxia, and hypoxia means starvation of oxygen of the body, and then tissues begin to die. Um, so when this parvovirus invades, uh, gets to a point where it invades the bone marrow, and it, it inhibits the creation of the red blood cells, anemia is one of the big consequences, and it's a very serious consequence. Well, the bone marrow is also where red, white blood cells are made. I'm sorry. So white blood cells, what, what do they do? White blood cells are actually our first line of defense uh, regarding infection. So as we know, we've all heard of HIV. HIV um, is very problematic because the, the cells that are affected by, H HIV or with, by the HIV virus are the white blood cells, uh, lines of white blood cells. So it actually inhibits the defenses of the body and then opportunistic infections, you know, get in. Well, parvo does the same thing to the white blood cell populations of dogs that are infected. So what happens is, yes, they have, they're, they're sick with parvo. They have bloody diarrhea. They're shedding, you know, layers of their gut as they're, you know, spewing this nastiness. They become anemic, which, makes, which further weakens them. And then lastly, they, their white blood cell count goes down because, of the attack of the bone marrow where the white blood cells are made. And as a result, what happens is not only the parvovirus is becoming more opportunistic and being able to take more hold in the body, there's other infections now that can, that can enter the body. So, you know, you can, you're starting with a GI disease primarily, then now it's causing anemia, and now it's causing immune suppression. So the next stage is other diseases. Right. You, you can, I've actually seen parvo cases 
with pneumonia, you know, a lung, a lung bacterial disease because of the fact that this, this whole physiological thing occurs. So parvo is a horrible, horrible, horrible disease, and we're seeing all these outbreaks. And it's really surprising to me to see this, this many outbreaks. We have an outbreak happening in every month. Um, in one particular month, June, we have outbreaks going on in three different states. And that tells me that it seems to be increasing. So, you know, why is that happening? Um, when I did my research to, you know, get these stories that I, that I present to you every week, um, as I was researching, I was reading a lot uh, of animal health data. And uh, when I say animal health, I'm talking about public health. So, you know, we have animal enforcement and control. There are, you know, the, the enforcement agencies that are out there to make sure there's no stray animals, to make sure animals aren't being abused. Um, to regulate the shelters and whatnot. And in every state, it's called something different. Here in Florida, it's called animal enforcement. So that's kind of what I call an animal enforcement. But um, what I'm reading, as far as the, the data that's coming from all these animal enforcement agencies, state to state, is that it seems that these parvo outbreaks seem to be increasing. And the main reason that they're stating for what they're hypothesizing to be the main reason for these outbreaks is the fact that people in a bad economy are try are cutting corners and not having their dogs kept up to date on parvo vaccine. And uh it gets a lot it gets back to, you know, kind of what I talked about last week and the title last week's show was either pay now or possibly pay dearly later, which is okay, you might be saving a buck right now um because you know the bud budget's tight and um you're saving a buck to you know, not do the yearly visit, not do the vaccines, not do the heartworm testing, screening, and preventive, not do the flea and tick preventive, not having the regular examinations. And then what, you're, what you see is that catastrophic things happen down the road. Well, this is a perfect example of that. And it's really um, remarkable that as I was putting together my material for this week's show, that, um, you know, <laughs> This prime example of what I talked about last week is actually a reality. There it is. Parvo outbreaks are increasing. Um, and, and, you know, once a dog is showing clinical signs of parvo, you know, there is a 50% chance that dog will die even with aggressive treatment. The treatment can be very expensive. And uh, so there's a, a big cost involved. But there's also the fact that, you know, the, the emotional cost of um you know, waving that vaccine to save a buck. Now, let's, let me tell you what that vaccine costs. Um, I, I can't vouch for every state and every area, but, I, you know, the, the Space Coast where I practice is a pretty decent indicator for what things cost around the country. Um, you know, maybe not, it's not going to be as much as, say, New York or L.A., but it's not going to be as little as more rural areas. It's a good average, um, you know, when I put out cost estimates of what things cost as far as veterinary is concerned. It's, it's a pretty good estimate. So, um very quickly before I get into that, I just want to mention where we've got a lot of viewers piling up here on uh, Blog TV. I just want to mention this is a call-in show, so uh, one eight the call-in number is uh, toll-free one eight seven seven eight seven eight one four three five. I am here to take your calls to um, you know answer whatever questions you may have, whatever comments you may have. So uh, you know of course give me a call and uh, you know uh, voice your concerns. We haven't had a call just yet. But uh, we're waiting, so by all means, it's toll-free. 
So uh, share my thought, share your thoughts with us. One eight seven seven eight seven eight one four three five. All right. So let me get back into Parvo for a moment as I put that out there. And again, make your call. Feel free to interrupt me. I can always get back to the topic, no problem. We still got thirteen minutes left in the show, so I certainly would like to hear what you have to say. Um, Parvo is is part of what's called the four in one vaccine. Uh, the four in one is uh, actually it's called the DHPP. Um, so not only do you have parvo in there, the DHPP stands for distemper hepatitis parvo power influenza. It's a four-in-one vaccine. Of those diseases, the two real deadly ones are distemper and parvo, but hepatitis can be pretty nasty too, so we throw it in there. It's a three-year vaccine beyond puppyhood, um, and here's what it costs in my clinic. Ready for this? $17. So since the economy has gone sour, here's what's happening. Uh, people come in and they're not doing the heartworm screening. Very important here in the state of Florida, and if you live in the southeastern United States, heartworm is rampant. And Florida is like the capital of the world for heartworm disease. We see a ton of it because it's spread by the bite of mosquitoes. It's a parasite that infects the heart and causes all kinds of problems. Very deadly disease. Okay, people are turning that down. Um, basically, all. Uh, we're getting a, a lot of these people that come in and say, okay, just give me the rabies, that's all I want, because they want the rabies because that is law. Um, probably no matter what state you live in, state law requires your dog and cat to have a rabies vaccine valid and current. Reason being is because that is a human health hazard. So, you know, when it comes to us getting sick, we're a little more proactive and, and there's there's laws regarding that. Um, anything that humans can get, they're going to be a little more anal about, and that is state law here in Florida. They have to have a rabies vaccine, and there's heavy fines, you know, pretty substantial fines if people aren't up to, don't have their pets up to date on rabies. So they come in, they decline everything. Now, our rule is that we won't give a rabies vaccine without a good examination because sometimes you have, you find underlying health conditions during an exam, and you know what? Giving that vaccine is not a great idea right now because a vaccine works by stimulating the immune system to develop antibodies against a particular disease. In this case, okay, we're talking rabies. So without an examination, I will not give a rabies because let's say I find that there's fluid in the lungs, there's a bad heart murmur in the dog, or I, I feel a big mass in the abdomen, or there's some health issue. Okay, you know what? We, let's not talk rabies right now. Let's talk about getting your dog better. Let's not uh, stress an already stressed immune system. Get this dealt with, and then we can talk about rabies later. So I will not do a rabies without an examination. That really, you know, gets people bent out of shape, but that's that's a, an ethical standard that I have to follow. So they come in, all right, well, you could do the you could do the damn exam, go ahead and do that. And uh but just the rabies, that's it. No heartworm screening, no stool analysis to check for parasites, no DHPP, which means no parvo. All right, so by declining all that, I talked about last week about all the bad things that can happen if you don't check the stool, if you're not doing heartworm screening. We, we talked about all that, so I'm going to reiterate all that. But let's talk about the parvo, okay? Not doing the $17 vaccine, this is the consequence. This is what we're talking about. Parvo outbreaks are happening because of these people that think saving $17 on that vaccine is a good way to save money. So not only do we have a situa many situations where people who otherwise do love their pets, they just don't truly grasp the necessity and urgency of having these vaccines on board and current, 
they're also contributing to the demise of other dogs. Um, not having the vaccine means that their dog can get it, and then if their dog can get it, they can spread it to other dogs and so on and so forth. And next thing you know, there's this chain reaction where here we are having outbreaks of parvo all over the country. So, uh, you know, right now in the city of Orlando where, you know, there's a major outbreak going on, that's just down, you know, that's just 45 minutes from where I live. I'm just 45 minutes east of that, you know, on the beach. Um, and uh, that's that's uh, uncomfortably close to where there's a major outbreak going on. And I will, you know, I, I'm going to keep following this as time goes on and keep announcing these outbreaks so people understand and get your dogs in to get a parvo vaccine because, you know, this is not just a Florida problem. Again, April 2010, Fresno, California. May 2010, Indian River in St. Lucia County, Florida. June 3rd, 2010, Phoenix, Arizona. June 20th, 2010, Wyoming, Pennsylvania. June 30th, 2010, Orlando, Florida. You know, we're going coast to coast. We're going in the center of the country. And these are just the ones that made the news. You know, in a lot of these rural places, something like that's not going to make the news because it's just not newsworthy, you know. And so in, like, more sort of metropolitan type of settings, are going to, you're going to get this kind of um, information. So there's probably more than I'm even stating right here. So um, keep that in mind, folks. Don't save the $17. Get the vaccine. It's 17 bucks once every three years. Is that worth the life of your dog? Is that worth spreading disease to unsuspecting dogs all over the country because you want to save 17 bucks? That's not the place to save 17 bucks. As I said last week, you know what? Cut your smoking in half if you're a smoker. Cigarettes are costing a bloody fortune these days with the taxes. I heard in New York it costs ten bucks to get a pack of cigarettes with all the, the how they're they're taxing everything that's bad for you these days. You know what? Smoke half the amount. You you can make up for that seventeen bucks in a matter of a week or two. Even better, stop smoking altogether. It's bad for you. It's easy to save seventeen bucks. Is my point. Don't save it by uh, risking the life of your dog. So. That said, folks, we've got eight minutes to go, but that's about all I have to talk about tonight. Um, if you have any questions you want to call me with, please, by all means, give me a call. I'm giving you a last call here, one 878 Come on, give me a call. I know you got some questions. On our live streaming at Blog TV, we got between 30 and 40 viewers at any given moment. There's got to be somebody who wants to ask me something. Anyone? Going once, going twice. Blog TV. Come on. Hundreds of viewers. Or, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry, uh, Blog Talk Radio. I'm all confused. We're beaming at two different places. I actually have two computers going on right now because uh, we got the live streaming at Blog TV and Blog Talk Radio. We have the live pod- podcasting. Uh, anyone have a question for me? One eight seven seven eight seven eight one four three five. All right, no one's coming up on the queue. So I'm gonna take that as a no. Always feast or famine with our calls. Last week we had two. Week before that we didn't have any. But you either get like two or three or none at all. Um, but that's okay. I'm happy to talk to you tonight. I appreciate you all joining me this evening to hear what I have to say. I will be taking next Wednesday off. I have another commitment, another engagement that I have to attend to, but I will be back the week after that. I look forward to my broadcast, my live broadcast every week, and I do thank you for joining me live here from Florida Space Coast. Again, this is Veterinary Advice, Animal News and Views, host Dr. Roger Welting signing off.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.